0: Welcome to the Doug Peterson Show, brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. JP Shadrick and former Jaguar Jeff Loggeman discuss the latest Jaguars news with the head coach. The Doug Peterson Show starts right now. And
1: welcome in. It's week nine, the Doug Peterson Show, the Jaguars, and the Las Vegas Raiders coming up at TIAA Bank Field. JP Shadrick with Jaguars analyst Jeff Loggeman and. Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson great to see you and yeah five straight losses a lot of similarities week to week especially last week in London but there's some good things happening for this team also just got to cap it off and finish some of these games we've heard that before and putting it all together a good chance this week coming back home against the Raiders
2: uh, a great opportunity this week uh, home game and and really you know facing a team with probably um you know, some of the similar, similar issues and struggles that we're dealing with right now, you know, as a football team. But, you know, one thing I like about our team is that it's, you know, we get into the fourth quarter, obviously, and, um, we had, we do have to continue to learn to, to finish football games. And, and, but one thing that, uh, I, I really appreciate, you know, appreciate about the guys, we've mentioned this before, is they, they continue to play for 60 minutes and it's all the way, all the way to the end. We have to do a better job of just cleaning up some detailed things, you know, um, play a little more sound in, in critical situations understanding situations and and uh you know taking care of the football so many c-
3: topics of conversation about going to london and the travel how do you adapt what's the best time to do it well How about coming back from London? How do you get your team adapted back to this time zone? How do you get them recovered back, ready to go? Is there a little bit
2: of a challenge with that? There's a little bit of a challenge, but the biggest thing for me is making sure they get plenty of rest, you know, and and make sure they, the hydration element and the nutrition element. So I I give them Monday, really Monday and Tuesday off, other than coming in and getting a lift, you know, try to get a lift on Tuesday. Uh, And then Wednesday, I took the pads off Wednesday. Uh, again, not to have the, you know, the, the physicality at practice and just kind of, uh, you know, even took the pace of uh, play, so to speak, down in practice just a little bit. And, um, you know, it, it's just something you got to do because these these guys are, you know, everybody's traveling, but these guys that are playing, it, it does take a toll out of them. And I just want to make sure that they're ready to go and, and fresh for Sunday.
3: It's always a challenge, I think, from a, from a mental standpoint when you've been through some losses, been there, done that. And I think as a coach, sometimes you probably are trying to emphasize, "Hey, look, let's get better," but at the same token, let's not try to do
2: too much. Is that part of what you're preaching? It's it's a hundred percent, really, what we're preaching, and and what I'm saying to the football team is making sure number one, let's just do do our jobs right, do your job, and do what do what you're asked to do, and. And um, again, if you don't understand something, ask. You know, this is the time to to ask a ton of questions on on scheme, on you know a play, uh, a special teams play, whatever it might be, and and making sure that that you fully understand the game plan and in your job and role within that within that scheme, and and then just go out and execute. You know, just you got to be able to free your mind. You know, don't play tight, don't play tense. Still want to play loose, have fun, enjoy the enjoy the game, enjoy the process, but at the same time. You know, making sure that we're doing uh, everything right uh, in order to win that game. With your quarterback, uh, a tough outing this
3: past game. Uh, had a couple interceptions, and I know one of them that was uh, very frustrating from the standpoint of it was right there at the one. How do you, how do you make sure that you're kind of given tough love, but at the same token being kind of understanding and patient with a young quarterback?
2: You know, it's it's a it's it's difficult, um, but at the same time, I understand that you know he he is young and he's learning, he's growing. Uh, I still want to put the ball in his hands. I think he's he's a type of quarterback that we can do that and and uh, and still win a lot of games with. Um, and you know, I felt too at the time when when I made that call on first and goal that it was a safe safe uh, a safe play. It was either going to be to Christian for a touchdown or it was going to be airmailed for the incompletion. And you get a chance to run the ball three times in a row for the touchdown. So. Again, you, you know, you hate to go through it. Uh, it's a learning experience. Um, we learn from them, and uh, we hope we don't make them in the future.
1: The Doug Peterson Show rolling along. Let's go to the Microsoft Surface for a social media question today, Coach. And this is from at Jeep1227. Two, 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 How has Travis Etienne Jr. grown in the offense as the season has gone along? Of course, last week, 24 carries, 156, ran hard, scored a touchdown. Good
2: day at Wembley. He's, he just seems to impress it each week. And I think the biggest thing that I've seen is, you know, this is a guy that didn't play a year ago. You know, he's coming off an injury. Um, didn't know really in the spring what to expect a whole lot, you know, from, from, uh, from Travis, but how he's embraced his role, how he's embraced the offense, how he's getting better with his att- – when I say attention to detail, how he's hitting holes, how his shoulders are square to the line of scrimmage. He's got a great one one cut, one burst, explosion. He runs tough. He runs hard. And those are all the things that that impresses me, you know, when, when, I see, when I see Travis, you know, when he gets the ball in his hands.
3: He's so impressive because offensive linemen got to love him because he's hitting the hole, but when he hits it, I mean, I mean, he's through that hole in a blink of an eye and offensive linemen are playing like, this is great. I don't even have to block for that long.
2: Yeah that's the thing is he he's doing a much better job of anticipating where the hole is going to be and and just just hitting it and um you know I, I think about that touchdown that touchdown run he had late in the game to take the lead last week and 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 he just that's a that's a that's a milestone that's a that's a step in the right direction where he just got in behind the o line lowered his shoulders and just just said, you know what I'm not going to be denied and and I'm gonna get myself in the end zone so those those are the things that he does that it keeps showing the improvement that that we like as a staff and again you know just got to continue to find ways to get him to football
3: well i love watching too Uh, you've got some pretty athletic offensive linemen and one in particular cam robinson i mean a big guy that's six foot seven 325 pounds and he gets out and he runs and he's probably the most athletic offensive lineman that you have in space maybe besides sheriff and it's fun watching how your athletic linemen are running plays that also Travis can do really well with his speed.
2: Exactly, and you know I, I think Phil Rauscher does a great job of designing, you know, perimeter runs for these guys, and and, and knowing our, our tackles are athletic and and how we can get Travis in space and what's the best way to, to attack a defense and you know in each week it's a different it's a different combination of plays and and last week we felt like we could attack the perimeter with some of our perimeter runs and and just getting big Cam out in space and. You know, getting him on a little guy, usually a corner, uh, is, is a advantage Jacksonville. So, uh, you get him and Travis out on the perimeter, you know, and, and, uh, and he's running just as fast as Travis, I think, down the down the field. Cam has pancaked at
1: least one of those guys this year. This is the Doug Peterson Show. Now moving ahead, the Las Vegas Raiders coming to town. They were shut out last week, but that's not who they are. I mean, this is, this is a team that has playmakers on offense. They've got a good pass rush on defense. And they were starting to kind of find their way the few weeks before last
2: week's game. Exactly right. You know, we're obviously going to see a different football team. They're going to be, you know, uh, regrouped. They're going to be fresh, ready to go, uh, eager to get back on the football field. You know, I mean, we had one of these games this year where, where we had the, you know, uh, success of, of, you know, a 24 to nothing win. And then you play a team the second time and it's a different, you know, it's a different outcome and different, different situation. So, Fully expect, you know, Josh McDaniels a good football coach. He's going to have this team well prepared. Uh, as you mentioned, there's playmakers on both sides of the ball that uh, you know we have to make sure we uh, we account for.
1: Derek Carr has been in this league for what nine years now. Tough guy, been at it same organization. What do you like about the quarterback?
2: You know, I just I just like the way he he runs that offense. You know, he's got he's got the arm strength to to really make every throw in this league. He's tough. Uh, he plays smart um you know and 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 really i think even has the ability to run he he, you know when when he does get out in the pocket um runs better than you think and, and can extend plays with his legs and you know he's really done a nice job he's kind of settled in now later in his career and and um, you know, I don't think he's making as many mistakes as he did, you know, early in his career, and, and I think that's just come from just just the playing experience.
3: Well, and he's got some uh, some real nice weapons. You got Devonte Adams on the outside, Josh Jacobs, and the guy that hasn't been playing recently. Hopefully, he doesn't play this weekend. Darren Waller, the tight end. I don't know if I've ever seen a tight end do some of the things that he does.
2: He is uh, he is a beast. I mean, he is a great player. He's athletic. He can run. He's physical. I mean, put the ball anywhere and he can, he can go get it. You know, jump balls are going to be, you know, uh, advantage, uh, advantage uh, Raiders, you know. And, and uh, if, if he does play, and, and uh, you know, we've got to be prepared for that. But, uh, again, he, there there's some weapons over there. We know what Devontae Adams can do, what he's done in his past. And, and uh, obviously, with, uh, with Carr, you know, just, just spreading, spreading the wealth. And then Josh Jacobs in the backfield. I mean, he's this, this a running back that, that runs powerful, runs low. Um, and a really good test for our defense.
3: Your defense having some opportunities over the last couple games to win, what what, what do they need to do to
2: close a game out? I, I really think it just comes down to somebody making a play. You know, I, I, they're, they're usually in the right position. They're usually they're, they're playing hard. They're playing fast. We got after Russell Wilson last week, which was good to see, get back into the, the sack column a little bit. Continue to do that, but at the same time, You know, late in these football games when we have a lead somewhere, somebody just step up and make make a play, whether it's a sack or or maybe a tip pass for an interception, a turnover, something like that, Um, you know, get off the field on third down, you know, whatever it might be. That's just where we're we're at right now as a team. And and, and we need uh, we need guys to step up and make plays like that, especially in crucial, crucial moments. Doug, thanks for the time as always. Good luck to you this week. Let's break the skid and uh,
1: get a win here at home. Yeah, I appreciate it. Let's do it. It's head coach Doug Peterson. More on the Doug Peterson Show coming up on the Jaguars Radio Network.
0: Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now.
1: And welcome back to the Doug Peterson show. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Loggeman. the Jaguars and the Raiders coming up this Sunday. And our thanks to head coach Doug Peterson for joining us in the opening segment each week. Jeff Loggerman alongside the Jaguars on a five-game skid. And it's a head coach stay in the course with a team that's trying to figure it out a couple of different ways. The quarterback. Uh, we brought it up there with uh, Doug, and then uh, defense, got to make a play when, when it's in the air or when you have a, a chance too late in the game to finish it out.
3: Yeah, and that's, and then that's where, you know, the, you know, football is one of the greatest team sports there is in so many different ways to win the ball game. You know, it, it, it doesn't always come down to just one guy. You know, if, uh, for example, the, the defense gets another takeaway on that big drive there against the Broncos, then... Trevor Lawrence doesn't have all the attention that's really kind of going to be on him this week. But that's just life of a, of an NFL quarterback. But that's – there are other ways to win. But make no mistake about it, J.P., this is a game I think that's going to have a lot of attention on Trevor. And I, I think in a lot of different ways. And I think it's going to come from, most importantly, your your teammates are going to be watching you. You know, how you respond, how you lead, because – you wear the C on your chest, and in order to lead, the performance has to be there for leadership. So and until that performance is there, sometimes you can't lead. And if that performance is keeping you from winning some games, guys start to que- question, you know, or do you need to have that job? And I'm not trying to create any controversy, but it's just it's human nature. Because when performances aren't good, sometimes sometimes guys on a team that you know they're working their tails off, and and look, I'm not saying that everybody you know everybody should be doing that, you know, because sometimes again, finger can be pointing back at you, and you got to take a look at yourself in the mirror. Well, but, no, the, the, but sa- my p-
1: the saying quickly is, you point a finger, there's three pointing back at you. The way the correct, the, you know, yeah, the way the yeah. pointing works. Anyway, good. Okay,
3: but my point is, is that. A lot of players in the NFL, if performance isn't where it needs to be, next man up. Not from an injury standpoint, but they're going to try somebody else. And, and the quarterback is treated a little bit differently. Yeah. And Trevor's had some fantastic moments, but you, but you just can't have those moments that are like last week. You've you got to show that you learn from, from that mistake against Houston and show against Denver that that ball goes out of the end zone, and that's you know. But uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, you know, when you play that position, that's that's the scrutiny that you incur, and that's just part of it. I mean, Russell Wilson's getting the same thing; he's getting all the scrutiny in Denver. Many people are questioning, "Why did you give him the extension? <laughs> right? Why did you trade snap. for him
1: before he took a snap?" They paid and him.
3: people are saying that the Seahawks look like geniuses. They've got a quarterback that nobody really wanted is playing very well. And then the guy that they got draft picks for is not playing very well. But he's doing leg exercises on the plane ride he to is. London. Yeah. He's, a, he's a different guy. He likes the attention. Anyway, I'm not a big Russell Wilson fan. Just saying. But this game, if Trevor comes out and he plays strong, that's a, that would be an awesome moment for him because when you have a tough game, you need to bounce back with a strong moment.
1: He's playing the whole season. They're not sitting him. Yeah,
3: back. yeah, he's not are not going to sit him. No. No, but I mean at some point you need to you know, and he's had good moments. Look, the, I thought the game that he played against the Chargers was really good. The the game against the Colts were, you know, a lot of underneath stuff, I thought was solid. But the Chargers game was really good. Uh, I liked the uh the performance there in the second half against Indy the drive which was which was a great thing. That was really strong I and mean, that's that's the frustrating thing sometimes about a young quarterback is that well, sometimes it takes a hard lesson sometimes it takes two times for the experience to set in and unfortunately jp that uh that's you'd like to say if you if you hap- if it happens once learn from it once right don't make the same mistake twice but that's not how it always works but that's how you want it to work
1: that's not how it works, though.
3: It's not how it worked this week.
1: No, <laughs> not at all. We we flew a long way to find out as well. Hey, let's come back in a moment. Plenty ahead. The uh, Jaguars offense against this Raiders defense. What do they have to offer? Of course, a little later, we'll flip that around, and we'll go back to a social media question for Logs. He's geared up and ready. I'm ready. ready to answer it. Coming up, uh, we're just getting going. It's the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio.
0: The Doug Peterson Show continues right now.
1: And welcome back. It is the Doug Peterson Show presented by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Wagaman. Head coach Doug Peterson with us in the opening segment each Thursday evening. As the Jaguars this week will face the Las Vegas Raiders and try to snap a five game losing skid. The Raiders are two and five, Jaguars are two and six. The Raiders last week were shut out in the Superdome against the New Orleans Saints. They have been practicing all week down in southwest Florida at the IMG Academy in Bradenton. And they'll come up uh, here on Saturday and get ready for the game on Sunday. We- you know
3: what's crazy about yes. that game in New Orleans that they had? What's that? You get you get blanked, right? So you're, you're losing 24 to nothing. You're losing... The entirety of the game, so the Raiders are in throw mode. But yet, Derek Carr only throws for 101 yards.
1: I talked to Andrew Cattle on today, CBS Sports play-by-play announcer. He's got the game this week, and we'll we'll have the podcast coming up on Saturday, and he'll we'll run the interview. He said that it might be the ugliest football game played by any team in the league it this was year. So bad, the whole season of any team,
3: and it's the ugliest offensive performance. Because Derek Carr was abysmal, I mean abysmal. Looked like he'd never. Looked like he was a rookie. I mean, guy and what is his eighth, ninth year? Ninth. I mean, really? They're going to be that bad? Well, Nine years in the league. And
1: you could probably bet they're not going to do it back to back. They you, they have enough good players there to bounce back somehow. Oh, they absolutely do. You hope they I hope they do it back to back. They'd yeah, great. I'm all for it.
3: We'll take it. I'm all for another shutout for them. But uh, as I said, when you look at them, I said this earlier, when you look at the Raiders' offense, they have very, very good skill players. Uh, Offensive line is solid, not great. They got a really good left tackle. And Colton Miller, rookie at left guard, uh, center's solid. Uh, right tackle, they're kind of flopping two guys back and forth a little bit. They're rotating Jermaine Luminor and then uh, a rookie, Thayer Mumford Jr., who was a seventh-round pick, who does a pretty good job, actually, for a, a rookie seventh-round pick tackle. To get a guy that can even hold his own at seventh-round at tackle in the NFL, that's, that's doing pretty good. Got a great running back, and that, I, that's the key. If if the running back is allowed to control the tempo, that's going to create a real comfortable environment for Derek Carr. And the Jaguars' defense has, for the most part, been really good against the run. Of course, the four-minute drill against the Giants wasn't great.
1: The Eagles.
3: Okay, the Eagles wasn't great on the ground, but but every other game has been real solid. And the Eagles was a challenging game in a lot of different ways. But this week... I don't, that challenge is not there because of the RPO stuff. That's not there. But uh, they've got to do a great job against the back. If you do a great job against the back, then you've got an opportunity to limit them. That's your only hope. If all of a sudden Josh Jacobs is ripping it, uh, you might get blanked. The,
1: uh, you know, Jacobs had three straight 100 yard games before last week and was really starting to heat up, and he's up there near the top of the league in rushing yards so far and a good player back there. And if he gets rolling, as you, as you said, they can, they can have uh, some real success.
3: You know, it's weird. Yeah. How many has is Hunter Renfro missed any games this year for I the Reds? I don't think I he don't has. I don't think so. But he's only got like 18 catches. What, what, what happened there? I don't know. Um, uh, by the way, the. Uh, he
1: was about 28 years old when he left college. I think he was a Clemson forever. It felt like. <laughs>
3: So I'm so kidding, of course. It he wasn't that old, but it seemed the like it. Two colleges that have the most players in this game. What do you think?
1: Oh, it's Clemson. And, and probably Alabama. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could probably go across the league. It's like every have, week it's like yeah. that though,
3: right? Yeah. Last week there was a lot of uh, the Broncos had a, a lot of a couple of uh, UCLA guys that were there. Um uh, but yeah, it's 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 wild that the NFL has become the graduate school for Alabama, Clemson, Georgia.
1: Yeah, right, yeah. Georgia's jumped in there now. Yep. Yeah. So oh, it yeah. It's what that it is. is. Hey, uh, and okay, if they get Derek Carr comfortable, he's got Devontae Adams out there who had one catch last week. Mm-hmm. And how do you defend Devontae?
3: Well, you, you you better be first and foremost, you better put him in obvious passing situations. And uh because what that does, it takes pressure off of your secondary to have to worry about the running game. It puts them in an obvious pass situation, which changes the mindset of the defense. And that's, I think that's ultra important. That's why I talk about the importance of stopping the Josh Jacobs. And if you don't do that, then it's hard. You're, you're trying to figure out, is it run? Is it pass? What's my responsibility? What do I need to do as a defensive back and as a safety? And, and, but if it's, look, if it's second and eight, second and nine, you're thinking Devontae Adams? pass. Third and seven, six plus, pass. And that's what you're worrying about. You're pass rushing better. You're affecting the quarterback more. But it'll be interesting to see what they do from a coverage standpoint. Do they, do they travel a Tyson Campbell? Or do they just let him play on the side that he's typically been on? I don't know what the answer to that's going to be. Will Trey Herndon continue to be in, in his spot? So would the Raiders come out and say, hey, look, let's test it. Do they line Devontae Adams up on the right side, on the perimeter, when the Jaguars and nickel, to get Trey Herndon against Devontae Adams. And I'm not trying to criticize Trey Herndon. I'm just saying, look, when you've got a, an opportunity that, you know, in the NFL, you know what the NFL is, JP. It's copycat league. So if a team got a play against Trey Herndon, and then the next team got a play against Trey Herndon, the next team's going to say, let's test him out with our best guy. So that will happen. But will the Jaguars change how they do things? Will they change the personnel, who they play at that position? Will they will they change – does Darius Williams stay at, at outside and stay at the corner position when they go to nickel? Will somebody else go inside? Will Trey Herndon go inside? There's so many different things that are going to be interesting to watch to see how they play it. Will they adjust or will they just maybe adjust within the framework of what they've already done? all right plenty more ahead
1: a little more on the jaguars offense when we come back it is the doug peterson show on the jaguars radio network
0: welcome back the doug peterson show continues right now
1: we're back it's the doug peterson show on a thursday it's week nine the jaguars and the raiders coming up jp shadrick with jeff lagaman Our thanks to head coach Doug Peterson. He joins us in the opening segment each Thursday. And we've got his thoughts on this matchup coming up. How his team's performing. Five straight losses. Some key moments the Jaguars have faltered. Well, uh, we've heard a lot over the last week of the interceptions from Trevor Lawrence. And rightly so. Those um, aren't going so well. But there has been some positive on offense. They've been very good between the 20s. They're top ten offense in the league. Number nine overall in yardage. And in the running game, they're particularly good as of late, certainly with Travis Etienne going for 156 on the ground last week and running with just a different emphasis, it felt like, in that game at Wembley against Denver. And if that carries over uh, week-to-week moving ahead. He should uh, be in for a, a big season ahead.
3: Well, I think part of the reason why that the emphasis went to the ground was because of the mistake by Trevor. The first interception. Yes. Second quarter. Yes, and I, I think that uh, – you. you you always have to have confidence in your quarterback, but then once that interception was thrown, I think you're like, okay, let's just make sure that we have a, an environment for him that's conducive to, to recovery. And that environment is is depending on other facets of the offense to be able to move the chain, so to speak. And that's Travis Etienne, he, who, by the way, he's been so good in so many different ways. And he was marvelous. Offensive line, I think, is, is – if you look at them from the standpoint of early in the year, PFF, they have a ranking of offensive lines around the league. And, and look, it's not always completely accurate. But for the most part, it's, it's fair. You're being much nicer than Baselli
1: right now, by the way.
3: Well, it's because he thinks it's total garbage. And it's not total garbage. <laughs> there, there are, there's some merit to some of the things that they do. Fair enough. And early in the season, that offensive line, or the Jaguars' offensive line, was down near the bottom. And right now, they've got them ranked right in the middle, which is very fair. Very fair. I thought they've made significant progress. Now, they had a, uh, a Giants offensive line ranked pretty high, or Broncos offensive line ranked pretty high. And I was like, I don't know about that. So, I don't necessarily agree with everything that yeah, they, they got say.
1: some injuries and stuff. the tackles are out, yeah, you know, all that.
3: yeah, so, I don't know if I would agree with that, but that's kind of what they do is they base it on the performance of the entire year, not where they're at at that particular moment. And the Jaguars performance over the course of the year is they have earned them the improved grade from PFF, which is, like I said, it's very fair. And Joan Taylor, I think he's playing his best football of the year, Cam Robinson, which this offense suits him perfectly because they love getting him out in space with his athleticism, which is fun to watch. I mean, another Travis Etienne play happens because Cam is getting out and doing some great things down the field in open space. And there's not – how many tackles in the league can do what he does? Yeah, there's not a lot like that. And on that particular play, he boxed in
1: Chubb on the inside and just uh, here goes Travis right by him. It's It's kind of like
3: a little draw play. And what he's trying to do is that he's expecting Chubb before they line up. Chubb to go up the field, and he does what I call throw him out the bar move. It's kind of just a wheel where he hits him on the shoulder to throw him up the field. Well, Chubb goes inside like he's running a stun or trying to jump inside on a pass rush. So Cam does a real good job of stopping him and then pushing him to the inside and then realizing Travis's speed will now be able to get away from him. He turns and takes off and gets out in front. I mean, and athletically, he ends up blocking Chubb. Then he blocks a defensive back, and then Chubb has recovered now that Travis has kind of had to make a couple moves to slow up the guys. He's starting to catch up. Cam blocks him again down the field like 20 yards. It's like, that is awesome. What a great job by Cam. week before he got, I think it was three blocks on Travis's 47-48 yarder. I mean, so I love watching especially. Cam Robinson and Brandon Sheriff, when they get out in space, they're really good. Really good. Cam is really good. Sheriff is good. But they're fun to watch. Fun to watch. And I'll, I'll say also, real quick, Tyler Shatley is playing really well. You could argue he's playing better than Sheriff right now, or at least the Grays have been higher. He's playing really well. I mean, he's right. And then, and what we're, we at first we're thinking, you know, well, well, they maybe think about moving somebody else in eventually. Could Walker Little play guard? Could they play the new guy that they signed, John Miller? No. Could, we actually mentioned it, could Cole Van Lannan maybe work his way over to that side? I mean, the way Tyler Shatley's played, you know what they're saying to themselves? <laughs> we're good. Tyler Shatley's our left guard right now. No problem. Let's come back. Plenty ahead. The Jaguars and the Raiders coming up. This week's
1: game is the Salute to Service game presented by CSX. And this is the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio.
0: Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now.
1: We're back. It's the Doug Peterson show. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman, head coach Doug Peterson in the opening segment each week on this Thursday, and it's ahead of week nine. The Jaguars and the Raiders coming up at TIAA Bank Field this week. Well, the Jaguars defense, we've, we've talked about some of the issues late in games, but Uh, This week, they got a little bit of pressure on Russell Wilson as a group as a whole, which was good to see. They hit him, I think, eight times, put him on the ground for a sack three times in the game. But, uh, you know, Josh Allen had one of those quarterback hits in the game at Wembley. Uh, Allen's last sack was week four of the season. He's got three for the season. He had two in week two. Um, And he said it today in the locker room that he needs to – Live up to his standard of play. He's not there yet, and he can play better and and do a lot of things. He he said it doesn't matter. No offense to any tackles, the way they've played him or way they've if they've doubled it, whatever it is. He took it on himself to say I've got to get better and find a way to go get to the quarterback.
3: Well, he, he hasn't been doubled, you know. So it's, it's not like opponents are going, oh yeah, we got to double Josh Allen. <laughs> uh, even the Broncos left a third team tackle one-on-one against them uh that was you know because the Broncos started out the year Garrett Bowles was their starter and then they had Cameron Fleming who was their starting right tackle they moved him to the left well he got got hurt the week before the Jaguars game and so into the lineup goes Calvin Anderson and I was hopeful that Josh would be able to to get some things done on him and Really didn't happen. I was hoping that Trayvon would be able to get some things going against the right tackle, who was a journeyman backup. And they got the sack over there when they did kind of an overload alignment and did a little TE stunt. But uh, I didn't think either one of them was, was great. And Trayvon's still learning. Uh, Josh is more advanced, and he, I think he should be better than what, he, what he's doing. The one player I think that has earned more time. I would say players that have earned more time are Smoot and Arden Key. And In the past, they've always kind of rolled those guys in when they could sub on like a second and long or a third and long. Well, we've seen over the last couple of weeks that teams are going tempo with the Jaguars. Well, when you go tempo or you're facing tempo, now it's hard – to substitute, it's hard to get your pass rushers on the field, so they need to find a way to get Smoot on the field and get Arden Key on the field. The reality is, is that if if Smoot is his productivity, if it's better than somebody else, then he needs to play more. And however you want to look at it, does uh, Smoot play? Because I'm, I'm talking about being edge edge rushers, not. Being inside. So if Smoot is being more productive or has been more productive, does he go in at times for Trayvon Walker or Josh Allen? Absolutely he should. Right? It's a production-based business. He produced last week a sack and a half, a tackle for loss, three quarterback hits in the game, Smoot. And then Arden Key had a sack.
1: Yes, and he had a pass defense as well out in the flat when he tried to sidearm it around him. Yeah, that was, him a, was a
3: nice play. They're trying to set up a little little running back screen and a yep. nice awareness play by him. So do these guys deserve more time? Absolutely. So will they find a way to increase their opportunities? They should. The One thing I was kind of surprised at, JP, at the beginning of the year when they you know, were, were formulating their defensive plan, you had outside linebackers, And then you had defensive linemen, right? Two different coaches for the two different groups. Where did we see Smoot and Arden Key go? They went with the defensive linemen, the big three guys. Mm -hmm. I thought last year that Smoot had an excellent year, his best year as a pro, and really showed that he had the ability to be an outside linebacker slash edge rusher. And – They kind of had the mindset from the get-go this year that he was going to be inside. Well, I think they're starting to see that he's got some abilities on the outside, so let him get some opportunities there and get him more opportunities on the inside, even if you have to take some snaps away from guys that you're trying to get out there because they're good against the run. But Smoot deserves more opportunities. When we return,
1: the social media question powered by Microsoft Surface for Jeff Loggeman. It's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network.
0: Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now.
1: Welcome back. It is the Doug Peterson Show. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Jeff Loggeman alongside it's week nine. The Jaguars and the Raiders coming up at TIAA Bankfield. Salute to service game this Sunday. Hope to see you here. It is time now to go to the Microsoft Surface for a social media question for Jeff Lagerman. Here we go. At S Boston 2587, would you consider putting Campbell on Adams the entire game to keep Adams from doing what Adams is used to doing and making big plays happen? Well, we touched on this earlier, but you, Jeff Lagerman, defensive coordinator, would you do that?
3: Well, I think it's an interesting question, and and first of all, does Tyson Campbell have a comfort level on both sides of the field? If you're if you're playing zone, you can't sit there and say, okay, we're going to match him up and flip him sides, just because I think Tyson's got a, and and every defensive player, or offensive player, that's used to playing one side or the other has a comfort level with being on that side. So, from that standpoint, no, I wouldn't, because you don't want to give away what your coverage is. In other words, if you're going to play man, then you need to match. You show it. But if you're in zone and you're not matching him to Devontae Adams, so you're flipping him to whichever side that he lines up on, then you're going to give him the indicator or tell them exactly what your coverage is. So that's the one thing that's hard about having a guy travel in man and he doesn't travel in zone, is that you basically tell him what coverage you're in if you're not traveling them in zone. And then if you are, you've got to have that player comfortable playing zone on the other side on side that he's not accustomed to to playing. So I think in third and long situations, you don't care if if you're going to play man, sure. So I think at times you can match them, and at other times you can't, just because you want to to be able to disguise your defense.
1: The rest of the cornerback room staying the same?
3: Herndon? I don't know about that.
1: Darius Williams? I don't know about that. Mike Caldwell, at least today, said they, they aren't planning right now to make any moves well, inside if you're, I mean,
3: out. If I'm Mike Caldwell, I'm not going to go <laughs> up to the podium and tell you exactly what I'm going to do differently against the Raiders. I don't want to give the Raiders my game plan. So if he's going to change something, which maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I don't know the answer to that. But I think you take everything into account when you're not winning and that's changing reps for certain guys that's changing play time that's changing positions that's trying different combinations you'll try a lot of different things
1: try some personnel that might not be out there a lot early in the season never know in certain situations
3: never know I mean could they put Josh Allen at corner this week
1: I would doubt that (laughs) That would be a little extreme. I
3: was just seeing if you were paying attention.
1: See if we can get him jump-started that way. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Uh, I mean, it's look, uh, when you lose five in a row, you're willing to try different things. Um, Different personnel. You're looking at different schemes. You're looking at playing the same scheme but in a different fashion. Maybe having a different alignment. So... Could you flip some guys? Could you maybe take Darius Williams, move him to the outside, move somebody else in the nickel? Yeah, you could do that. So I, I don't know what, what they're going to do. And the Raiders aren't exactly sure what they're going to do. And I think the Raiders will probably prepare for what they've seen. And then they'll adjust if they have to, based on what the Jaguars do. But I guarantee you one thing, Devontae Adams is going to be – Rip-roaring and ready to go. He doesn't care who is covering him. No. Come on. He's never, he's never cared who's no. covered him in the past. No. So he doesn't care if Tyson Campbell is going to mirror him. And Derek Carr, he's going to be telling Derek Carr, don't you dare care that somebody up is mirroring me. You throw me the ball. Because he's that kind of guy. He's that kind of player. He's that kind of competitor. He's good. Really good. How are the Jaguars' safeties
1: playing, Andre Cisco, Rayshon Jenkins?
3: Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, they're not perfect, but they've been pretty good. You know, a couple of communication things that you'd like to get cleaned up a little bit, some awareness things, but, I mean, they've been pretty good. I want to say they've been great, but they've been pretty good. And look, the defense has made big strides this year, big strides, from where they were last year where – you know, they were giving up a lot of points, they were giving up a lot of yards, and this year they've made a significant stride. You know, let me give you an example, last year, 28th in points allowed, 26.9, and you're, so you're dropped that by a touchdown. That's, that's a big difference. You know, against the run, this year, you're top 10 team against the run, okay, were, or we're a top 10 team, but you're, if you look at yards per carry, you're in top 10. Sure. So it's a good defense. I mean, it's a good defense. They just got to start making plays when it counts. When you start making plays when it counts, then all of a sudden you go from just kind of average to good to good to very good. And can they do that? Got to get some productivity. I mean, Josh Allen needs to step up his level of play. Uh, Luica needs to be consistent. Okay, there's been times where he hasn't been as consistent that I'm sure that he's wanted to be. Devin Lloyd.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, where's Devin been?
3: Had a stretch where he was like, holy cow, this rookie's on fire, right? And then since then, it's been like, where'd he go? Uh, Defensive line as a whole. I mean, the lack of pressure that they've had for the most part. They've got to get better as a whole. You've got to start finding some inside pressure. Trayvon Walker, okay, you want him to get better. You know, if you look at him compared to some of the other rookie edge rushers right now, he's kind of fallen behind a little bit.
1: Let's come back in a moment. And our final thoughts ahead of this Raiders-Jaguars matchup in week nine, a rematch of the Hall of Fame game. Not really. (laughs) Not many guys are going to be playing, or uh, that played in that game, we played in this one. It's the uh, Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio.
0: back the doug peterson show continues right now
1: we're back final few minutes of the doug peterson show for week nine the jags and the raiders coming up from TIAA bank field jp shadrick and jeff lagerman well tonight on jaguars all access television from string sports brewery that's in right springfield in jacksonville uh, you're there brent martineau uh, TV Zone is there, and Josh Allen is the regular player host. So, uh, who's the guest?
3: Foye Luke, and then Josh Allen himself.
1: Very nice. And Brent
3: Martineau is always a draw. Is he? Yeah, he's a draw. Yeah, he's big. He's big. He's big, big time.
1: I did not know that. Yeah, he's a draw.
3: No, I looking forward to it. Uh, Going to take a look back at the game and get two defensive guys' opinions on, on where they're at as a team. It, it, this is a... This is a tough time when you're an NFL player and then you you always have high expectations going into the season and you start good, you feel good, and then you reel off five consecutive L's. That makes it tough from the standpoint of you got to guard against trying to do too much. You got to continue to put in the work and, and it gets harder to do that with positive energy when you have that many losses piling up. But it's something that you have to fight against as a pro. And, you know, you always say that it's a long season. Well, now it's a 17-game season, so it's an even longer season now.
1: And, I mean, let's be honest with you. You keep saying, oh, there's some games. We can work on this. Halftime of this game is the halfway point of the season. Correct. So you're kind of running out of some weeks here to get some things
3: done. Well, and you can't, you know, the one thing I always I was never a big fan of at any time, going back many years, I've never been a fan. Well, we, we should have won that game or we could have won that game. Well, you should have, could did. have, would have, you didn't. You didn't. Yeah. Okay?
1: Either you did or you didn't.
3: Bill Parcells used to always have a pretty simple statement. He said, you are what you are. You are what your record is. And so this football team is exactly what they are. and Until they can change certain ways that they execute on game days, then they're not going to change the team that they are. So they need to make the plays when they need to make the plays and to be consistent. You know, the mistakes that they've made, you know, I thought the one thing that they did clean up a little bit was some of the mistakes overall as a team, but the, the mistakes that they did make as an offense and at the quarterback spot, when you make mistakes like that, they're sometimes too big to be able to overcome, especially when you know, you're not executing in other facets of the game.
1: One o'clock kickoff time. Salute to service game presented by CSX here at the bank. So hope you'll join us. We'll be on the network at noon with countdown to kickoff. As always, we'll hear from uh, Doug Peterson, uh, Fred Taylor, and uh, Andrew Catalan of CBS Sports will join us as well. Thanks to our entire crew, David Cho, Brent Reber, Joe Fortunato. For Jeff Logman, I'm J.P. Shadrick. And this has been the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network.